Welcome to the Monday Night War Stories presents the Pay-Per-View War Stories. And this week, we're in SummerSlam 1999. An out-of-body experience. For some of us. I am your host, Joseph Lessel. I am alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Hey, hey. No Cells Living Legend, Mike. Hi, everybody. You can take your headset off, Mike, and, you know. Other show? Other show. show. It's the wrong company, damn it. (laughs) Oh, they're booing him, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, guys, 1999 SummerSlam, I believe this was my first viewing. Oh, yeah? Booble? You don't say? Yeah, it was. Uh, Probably my fifth, if I'm being honest, you know. This isn't one of the SummerSlams I've ever gone back and watched for the hell of it, but I've probably seen it five times. Um, I was, uh, how do I want to put it? I was warned about this match, even, even with my uh, partner at work mm-hmm. at the shoot. He has, your, your what? My lover. There it is. Uh, as he was telling me that how he wasn't a big fan of that, but also it's because of the results of the yeah, main I was event. Say, I mean, we should have been able to tell that one. Yeah, he's a little biased there. Yeah. And <laughs> I, as I, I would say that I, was mildly entertained with this match, I, with this show. I wasn't too bored at points. Well, let's just get it out of the way. It's better than Road Wild. Yes. Without question. Spoiler alert. But, I mean, but I wouldn't say it's, it's not leaps it's, and bounds. It's not, than it's not like... It's, it wasn't a hard bar to cross. No. It's not a top ten SummerSlam. It's probably about a top three SummerSlam, right? Top three? (laughs) (laughs) Bottom Uh, three. I'm way off then. Okay. I mean, it's probably in the... I mean, mean, if you flip the graph upside down, top three. Yeah. There's been so many SummerSlams you could break it in like three tiers. Yeah. I would put this maybe at the top of the third tier. You know, it's... Mm -hmm. It's a C-level show. Yeah. It's it's not blow away, but it's not piss god-awful, goddamn, why did I ever watch this kind of shit. WrestleMania from earlier this year? It's not SummerSlam 96. Bingo. Um, Which had me hating life when we reviewed that. <laughs> so let's get into it. Yeah. But, uh, before we get into SummerSlam, there should be a heat. However, we uh, Corey looked into it, and this week's episode of Heat is just all replays of how did we get here? Apparently, SummerSlam was so important that they didn't even want to do Heat. Just no pre show uh, flashback. There was no even pre show like dark matches. No, it just they just went straight to it. I'm kind of okay with that. The hyped. I like one pre-show match. I like a pre-show match for the live crowd. I don't. I don't care about the TV crowd. Uh, yeah. No, I'm. I'm one of those OCD completists. Like my, if, if it happened, I want it to make tape and I want to see it. I, if I recall, my very first ever show I went to had a dark match, and it was Chavo Guerrero Jr. versus Trent. Mm. There you go. There you go. Uh, no mercy. It's a ladder match, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about SummerSlam. Let's talk about SummerSlam 1999 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, don't you know? know, Jeff's second home, or third home now. I don't know. Maybe three times. We're at the the Target Center. So, Corey, how did we get to the Target Center and having an outer body experience? You. Dude. You originally are someplace fun, and then you take a plane to Minnesota. And then um, you're fucking there. Yeah. Uh, that's how I find it, anyway. Oh, well, yeah, I never left. 
Boom. Uh, we got that by Fully Loaded when we had yet, um, I believe, the 675th Stone Cold Taker no, title match. Oh, there was sorry. that one on uh, Raw. Yeah. Six, and six, also, six, And then we had our 3,422nd Rock versus Triple H match. Can't confirm. And uh, they decided there's no way we can stretch this another fucking month. What a rush. So what we did was flip the script and have Triple H win. Um, but I have an interesting theory, by the way, on that later. Ooh. Um, Austin's damaged goods can't work. I mean, his, his activity leading up to this show has been... Minimum? Minimal at best. <laughs> I've got a question about that later, too. But then the again, I, so is the, the special referee. It's all based around... Yep. Minimal at best. Yep. So, I, before we even get before, before you move on, I, I just have a question. Yeah, was this noticeable in 1999 of him not working as much, knowing that he's damaged goods? Yes. Is this because you had the sheets, or you just no. you, you just looked at just it and watching? Went, yeah, I mean, compared to, I mean, how look at the build with him and Rock like four months earlier. It was world of difference. Uh, honestly, we may not have known he was as injured as he was, but it was painfully obvious that he wasn't really doing much in the build. Um, and now looking back 21 years later with smarter eyes, I think this whole number one contender brouhaha for two weeks is done to mask the fact that there's no real build to the two of them wrestling because one guy's hurt and also, to be perfectly honest, doesn't want to feud with him. So now we have to do the whole, like, hey, let's fill two weeks with number one contender bullshit. Yeah, let's have a different feud with the belt just kind of there. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's, and I've, I'll be on record now. Spoiler before we get to the main event. I've never liked that match. I've never, and it's one of the reasons I'm down on this pay-per-view compared to other SummerSlams. It's because the main event feels like such a fucking afterthought. And I typically am not a fan of pay-per-views where the main event, the selling point, is an afterthought. Because that just flies in the face. On why would I give a fuck? So we'll see. Okay. So the hype for for this how we get here part is just the triple th- the Triple H working triple H. his ass off to try to make himself a viable threat, and everybody else doing what they can to minimize it. All right. Am I being too? Uh, nope. No. Too nitpicky. Uh, too. No. Might, no. might come up later in the week. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think so. It's almost like. It's almost like without delving too much into the future, he deserves the chip on his shoulder he gets a couple years from now when he doesn't want to put anybody over ever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, so shall we get into this show? They I did. Know. I don't so know. let's smile. Do, do we have to walk through that terrible fucking set to get there? Because oh. fuck, so man. The, we did not try. So the set was Jesus. like, what was it? Because there was like... It was uh, fence. And, <laughs> it, was, it was fence with a little opening they could walk scissor through. Scissor lifts. Then with scissor lifts? With scissor with light, lifts. With lights. With lights. Yeah. Fucking and then a, uh, kind of a compacted Titantron way up above. Uh, this is one of the more like, yeah, you're going to put any effort in at all? Here? No. Just Not the one that, yeah. Just have the black fucking curtain, I guess. Like, Jesus. I mean, I'll be the first one to admit that I have bitched and moaned and bitched and moaned on these podcasts about the LED fucking assault they give us these days. Missed that on this pay-per-view, though. But holy fuck. fuck I mean, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, the attendance for uh, this uh, pay-per-view were 17,370. Sold out in less than an hour. It's Minnesota. What else are you going to do? Minnesota, eh? 
Although so, I'm surprised because it's August, so we all know Minnesota gets like two weeks of good weather. Yeah. And this is it. Yeah, so... <laughs> I mean, but then you have to go see the Twins, and you're like, who the fuck wants to do that? Let's get out of here, right? Let's get, know, let's it's, not, it's not like they have any basketball teams around them. No, and the no. football team is... No, all right. Let's move on. Minnesota. Let's start the show off with a... Yeah, Johnny uh, Hungy. No, no, not Johnny Hungy. <laughs> uh, a montage of how did we get here, basically, of basically people being special guest referees. Um, say. Uh, Mike Tyson at WrestleMania 14. Uh. Vince at 1998's like Over the Edge. So long ago. In your house. That Tyson thing. An right? hour, a year and a half. Oh my right? God. It feels like a lifetime ago. Hey, it's not just this generation where the WF found something that they like to do and run it into the fucking ground. Um, as we'll see all week. Vince at Over the Edge 98. Shane at 1999's Over the Edge. And Jesse Ventura being tonight's special guest referee. He was also special guest referee. In the main event of the first SummerSlam in 1988. Who was that? Which I would much rather go watch. It was the Mega Powers, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage. The new Mega Powers? D-Lo and Rocky? No, shut up. Against the Mega... New, new. Against the Mega Bucks, Andre the Giant and the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Weird match. Yeah. Uh, we start the show off with, back, with backstage... There's a lot of Savage and DiBiase in that match. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I suspect... <laughs> You'd be shocked to find out they carried most of the load. Yeah, you don't say. You don't say. <laughs> uh, we still show off with Jesse Ventura telling, uh, talking with Triple H in China. Um, Jesse telling him that they need to uh, talk to him and about how he's law and order. Mm-hmm. And uh, Triple, say, Triple H says, whatever. I don't give a, I'll break the damn rules of any. Uh, then we get earlier. Hold on, hold on. Oh. So this is a very important for later tonight. He makes a point. To say, I do not care if you hit him with a chair, you have to pin him in the ring. He specifically said that sentence. He did say that. Yes, he, he fucking did. did. We'll and come then, back to that later. And then he, Triple H goes, I'll do what the fuck I want, and walks off, and Ventura looks at China and goes, you better control your man. Yeah. Only not like that. So but more like, China, you better talk some sense into him. That's, a, that's an important, important point line. to remember later. Yep. They don't like it when people pay attention to the you points. And they don't like that. Uh, we get an earlier today with Chris Jericho as um, <laughs> Pink's running with Jericho's bag, so he's sorry he's late because he was too busy parking the car. Uh, Jericho tells Fink that he needs to get his stuff together. Uh, he goes, Harold, you need to get your stuff together. It's, it's Howard. Howard. Whatever. <laughs> I do not re- remember this, like, Ralphus 2.0, what with Fink. I, I remember the Fink stuff, but I was going to say I did not remember how, how you, much? You, well, how much of WCW Jericho this is. Yeah. Like, you kind of just remember he becoming Y2J, but which is a very different character. But no. He's, like, not, I, he's not there yet. No, he's I have not forgotten. that character yet. It's not that he's not there yet. He, it's straight up Monday <laughs> Night Jericho. Yep. He might as well have the like, fucking Ralphus and the little... Vince saw Jericho in, you know, November 98. He was like, yep. Yeah. And then nine months later, that's who we signed. Yeah, <laughs> a little Woo. shocking to see that. You know what though. I mean? I loved it. Oh, it's so I, good. I, I forgot about that. Shocking that we w- that when WWE signs somebody or WWF, they sign somebody that they don't tweak the character. They go with who they want. AKA, you know, even though there was well, at the time, John be bad. It's the writer's job to tweak them. Yeah, Vince don't care. Yeah. Also, uh, he owns his name. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
It's like Johnny be if bad. If you have Chris Jericho, then you use Chris Jericho. Yep. Okay. Use the guy that use the guy that people have been watching. Yeah. Because that's who they want to see. You mean they don't want to see Dean Douglas? You mean there was there was a reason there was a slight disconnect with big nasty Paul White? Hmm, weird. Or Big Show at first? The Big Show, Paul White. Yeah. Weird. Or uh, you know, Mark Marrow. Yeah. And Marco. Marco Marrow. And so Johnny B. Bad 2.0. Oh, come on. Like, I get it. I get it, right? Yeah. But of all people, how did Vince McMahon not figure it's probably copyrighted? Yep. Since he did that with every other character ever. Yep. Come on. You can't be that stupid. In the name. You can't. You know. Jesus Christ! Let's let's move on. And let's <laughs> get to it. Yeah, we're off the rails. I like, haven't even got to the first match yet. Let's get to it, shall we? For the European no, Irwin R. Scheister. Ah, oh, here we go. Let's go to our first match. Seen the first outfit he wore. <laughs> Joe, like, Joe, come back. I'm coming here. Uh, let's go to our first match. It's the Euro- for the European and Intercontinental Championship. Jeff Jarrett with Deborah versus D'Lo Brown. Jarrett and Deborah get in the ring and. Um, Deborah, t- uh, Jarrett tells Deborah to hit the bricks. Uh, wh- wh- what do you guys think of Deborah's uh, pay-per-view cost uh, outfit? It's the same as one she's worn yeah. since Backlash. She, it's the same thing. She just usually has a bigger coat over it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I could care less about that. And as soon as they started their faux fighting, I'm like, "Well, that's a swerve alert." Yep. I mean, how did nobody get that, bro? And, uh, um, also. Uh, how to devalue every championship belt in our company, uh, rule number two. Mm-hmm. Just have them both on the line as if they mean nothing. Yep. And then uh, tune in tomorrow, find that way. And then uh, just the, the easiest, dumbest cheap heat ever. Just uh-huh. send away the hot chick with big tits. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they send her away, but D'Lo says, no, you're coming out with me. And then D'Lo get is it D'Lo or Deborah get the big pop? Oh, it's Deborah. It's Deborah. Okay. Because, I mean, I mean, D'Lo gets a pop. Do not get me wrong, but it's Deborah. I mean, you know what? Uh, thank you for bringing this up. This is something I've wanted to talk about for like a month and a half now on Rob, but we just forget. You know, you know, they had Austin come out and just punk Jarrett's bitch ass out. Yep. yep. For like three segments in a row. And they've done like other things to discredit Jarrett. Uh-huh. But maybe the one that is the biggest disservice to him in this time and where like as we get closer and closer to October, I'm on Team Jarrett. Yeah. They introduce him as the Intercontinental Champion first, and then give Deborah top billing. Notice every week they do that. Yep. The Intercontinental Champion Jeff Jarrett with Deborah. Are you fucking yep. kidding me? Yep. It's not like they did that with Savage and Liz. Here comes the Intercontinental Champion Macho Man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. I mean, damn. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and he's a, he's a performer, uh, who doesn't need help getting heat. Like, no, it's he's what good at Jeff it. Jarrett does. Yeah, he's pretty good at getting heat. Just uh, ask anybody in the business. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, he doesn't need this, sh- like, shtick. It's terrible. It's gotten him under when it should have gotten him over. Hmm. Um, and like, what are you gonna do? Push this over 40, like, Chick with fake tits. Like, there's no yes plan. now. There's no plan for that because there's like, a there's a stone cold point as to why they're going to do that now. What? What? 
Uh, let's. Uh, D'Lo hits a uh, the like uh, uh, low sit low. Uh, One more time. I'm gonna set, call a low power bomb. It's the move where Jarrett Jarrett decides to jump into his like. He's wh- hit lower. Yeah. Coming up soon next month. I like that. That was a cool move. Yeah, that's an underrated it's move. For my joke, you know. Sold it. During the match, Lawler could only care about two things: the puppies. You, you don't you say. Don't say. God damn. Uh, Jarrett reverses the move uh, into a sidewalk slam that uh, D'Lo was just jumping off the top rope. I thought that was a cool spot. Um, well, they had a good match. Yeah. Weird sign of the night so far. Paul Bear is sexy. <laughs> you know. You know. Uh, uh, D'Lo. It's Minnesota for you. There's hope for everybody. I mean. Minnesota, everybody. I am married with children, so. D'Lo hits a running powerbomb. Uh, one of my more, you know, it's crazy about current day product, even though there is no talent, no fans in the crowd. And even when there was, the crowd went crazy when Jeff Jarrett kicks out from a leg drop at two. But you know why? Because everybody was over back then. Mm-hmm. Boy, it wouldn't be nice if people were over now. It'd be amazing. Not over the hill. Right? Or under. It's just like those things of watching 99 and earlier times. And just seeing how the crowd reacts. Well, people retired. They came in their horse and buggy. The oh, earlier times, the yeah. The earlier times of 1999. But you know what I mean? Like It's just like they, they were invested, <laughs> even on the most simplest moves. They would yeah. go, oh, crap, he kicked out. Or, oh, he did. Damn it. you know. Well, two reasons. One, because everybody was over. And two, and I think this doesn't get talked about enough by people who they should talk about it. Uh, you hadn't done everything there is to do yet in a fucking match. You haven't yeah. burnt everybody. Whereas, like, nowadays, one of the reasons nobody pops all that on those close counts is because they know that they haven't seen two tables, a ladder, and 73 death-defying moves to the outside. There's no reason to pop yet. And the other thing, uh, it's sort of um, a critique of matches in this era, but funny enough, it's, it's no longer that to me. Not every match in this era was 25 minutes. Like, you could hit a move, and that match could be over in two minutes. And like so, a lot of people hate that because the matches were short. But nothing I would, wrong. There's I nothing. would kind of go back. Like I would prefer that. Honestly, yeah. There's nothing wrong with a short match mm-hmm. if yeah. it tells the story you need to tell, and yeah. the, the you know the guy wins, the friends the storyline. It's absolutely fine. Hallelujah. Totally agree. And you know what? I, I'm gonna go a step further because the guy's in the match. I know a lot of people these days will just label me an old timer out of touch at 40. You know, Joe. but we need, in my opinion. We need the other times. We need less ricochets and more Jeff Jarrett's oh. in today's wrestling. I'm all about less ricochet. I've I've been on that bandwagon by myself. I'm just saying, we need less flippy it's, guys, and we need more. It's lonely to me. We need more Jeff Jarrett's. I am the lonely Toshi. Uh, People just no selling all my points today. God, no, man. you ha- you you have valid points, and it's. Sh- I don't even need you to agree with you. If you disagree, say something. No, no, I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you, but it's just like. There, can, can you name me somebody right now in current day product that could be that Jeff Jarrett? No, that's the problem. Yeah, we need more of them and less. Of, this generation is fucked. Yes, yes, they are. But anyway, that's uh, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, yeah. Yes, when the M- only people MJF. that were fucked. Uh, she's a song and dance comedy guy now. Yeah, they're ruining him right now. He had the potential. He had the potential. Fucked it up. 
Uh, Dilo goes to the frog splash, but Deborah gets on the apron. Jarrett then threatens to hit Deborah uh, with the guitar. However, Mark Henry runs down and grabs the guitar. And stood there for fucking ever. Well, he was waiting. Okay. God, dude. I was like, we know what's happening. Fucking yeah, hit it, him. When, when Mark Henry stands Jesus. behind Dilo, you're like, oh, yeah. So I, and I knew this was going to come up because you guys are right. So what they did is they didn't want it to be super obvious. But D'Lo needed to move towards Jeff faster because Mark was trying to make it look like he wasn't hiding behind him, mm. just that he was standing there like, I got you, and D'Lo was supposed to go, and then Mark would be in position. But D'Lo took for fucking ever oh, to get there. Damn so it. Mark had to stand there pointing like a goober and then <laughs> finally was able to do it. So, yeah, it was timing was all fucked up. Then. Yeah. Uh, so Mark Henry hits D'Lo with the guitar, and Jarrett makes the cover for the one, two, three. Seven minutes and 27 seconds. Your new European and Intercontinental Champion, Jeff Jarrett. So, Corey, what did you give it in your uh, star rating? I went two and three quarters. This was overbooked. Let's see. There was a Deborah Swerve, Interference, and a Hill Turn. And this is just the first match. That's yeah, what I put. The, uh, the ending kind of ruined, uh, not ruined, um, dampened a good match. Yeah, it was going perfectly fine. It was a real good match. Uh, it sucks that Mark Henry's a heel again. Like I don't. They had kind of something going with that character. Well, he's fat. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Not gonna bring somebody in shortly who's also. Fat. Vince doesn't yeah. like fat people. Unless you can dance, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good shit. God damn it, man. Uh, let's go to. Uh, I I I I would say this. I enjoyed the match for what it was. Um, the Mark Henry standing behind D'Lo for like what felt like eternity was seven hours. Also, I don't know that I want the world's strongest man swinging a guitar at me as hard as he can. I don't care if it's fucking balsa yeah. wood or not. It was. It was. <laughs> it, was it was. It was a enjoyable match. You know, it was a good opener. Yeah, good yeah. opener. So let's go to earlier tonight with Michael with Ed and Christian. Uh, they have their sights on the tag titles. Uh, in tonight's Battle Royal or Gauntlet match, they were start the mat- match off with the new brood, the Hardy Boys, who are now with Gangrel. Uh, they, hmm? I would hope so if they're the new brood. Yeah. Uh, they can't wait to face them. They got tired of hanging around, hanging out with Gangrel, his li- is living his lifestyle. We outgrew him. I, it, it's, one of those, it's, it's one of those things of when... When Hardy's joined with Hayes, they kind of we saw that on a like oh, okay he's with them now. Then with the Hardys joining Gangrel, they helped attack Edge and Christian and Hayes, and then all of a sudden it's like they're with them. You know there, there was like there's no story to that. Why did they join them? Why did they join Gangrel? Uh it's also weird. I hate it. I don't like they it don't either. Make sense. How, it doesn't make sense at all. How do I uh, explain this without sounding like I just hate the period? Because I don't. Um, they really only worried about the main event storyline making sense from A to B to C to D. Everything else was just, hey, that'd be cool. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. They decided uh, Hayes. They didn't, basically, Vince decided he didn't want Hayes on TV anymore. He's too old. Granted, he was 39. Hilarious. He's 39. Uh, it's so funny. Steve Austin at the time. 35. Yep. So, but you know, you don't want him on TV. No. Um, and we want to turn Edge and Christian face because they saw like big baby face money and Edge. Uh, 
And they weren't wrong about that. Who cuts a weird promo vo- um, mouth-wise <laughs> we'll say, uh, with his original teeth. It wasn't until he loses his teeth yeah. that five months from now it has to get like fake teeth put in. Then all of a sudden he sounds more human. That's weird. Hmm. <laughs> it's like he had too much teeth for his mouth naturally. Um, it, and just the Hardys uh, looking at them. Our baby faces. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense being in a brood. Uh, basically, they didn't want to give up on Gangrel's faction yet because they didn't want to use Gangrel as a pushed commodity. Which is fine. But they were paying way too much money for use of the name yeah. to not do something with him. So it was like, well, well, let's just put them with him, even though it doesn't really make sense. Um, why don't you just make Vidi- Midian and Viscera? Yeah, just make them part of the brood. Yeah. It makes more sense for them. Yeah, fits. Mm-hmm. Just weird. I mean, Viscera wouldn't fit in that thing, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Make it bigger. <laughs> so let's go to our next match. As it's they ride Viscera up. Yeah. <laughs> he gets forklift. He gets like no, they have to Rey Mysterio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a hydraulic lift. Viscera's <laughs> flying in air. You see the crane come down. It's like Jurassic Park. You know they're lowering the shapes, like lifting him up. Who's in the that? Jamal Viscera. Uh, Viscera. <laughs> Viscera. Viscera. <laughs> So let's go to our next match as it's a tag team turmoil match. Winner becomes the number one contender for the tag team championships, and they will get a title match tomorrow night on Raw. I like that. Hardy's come out first. Looks weird because they come out to their music with gang rounds. Yeah, <laughs> like, the whole thing doesn't make sense. They can't even do it right. The whole thing is fucked yeah. up. Uh, Jeff Hardy at this time had so much hang time. Oh, he was so, like... Still had his somewhat original body. Jesus. Um, what's weird? You're right. But what's weird is that 21 years later, he's not far off. He's not, he's not far, far off, off from yeah. there. No. And that's amazing. His brother so, is. His brother is fucking just done, be done. Yeah. He, but considering what he's done to his body, how the fuck is he even still able to walk, let alone do the shit he does mm-hmm. now? Uh, he hit. He hit so high up when he does the swanton. And then he, when he runs and jumps off mats to do like the, the whisper in the wind. It's not. It's not whisper in the wind when he runs and jumps. Uh, it's like just the, like the body splash, yeah. but he does it sideways. Yeah. Like he got, Matt wasn't as far as he wasn't close. He was pretty far away oh, yeah, in that corner, fly, he and he flew. Uh, Jeff and Edge get thrown onto on top of a, uh, opposing guardrails and run it, and then Edge spears them off. Midair. Or in theory, I, in it theory. was a cool spot. Missed it, but he missed it, and well, they they both jumped off at different times. Yeah, so he didn't have a chance to. Like Jeff was already well on the descent. It, it became like it became like a shoulder tackle. Yeah, setting up the uh, apparently theme that he would just spear Jeff in weird places off of weird places going forward for the rest of our Which life. really just yeah for the next twenty years. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I'm looking forward to when he comes back in 2021. Jeff Hardy is on Raw. <laughs> What's it? What's he gonna spear Jeff off of now? Yeah. Uh, Gangrel starts to attack Edge on the outside, but Christian hits a springboard crossbody off the second rope to the outside onto Gangrel. Then Matt Hardy hits a moonsault to the outside. Edge hits a face buster, and Christian hits an elbow drop to eliminate the Hardy Boys. Your next team out, who we were just talking about seconds ago, Midian and Viscera. Uh, uh, guys, what's with Viscera? My jaw dropped here when Viscera hits a spinning heel kick on Edge. Dude, he can move, man. For somebody <laughs> that big, he had some movement. Yeah, no, he and he would whip that out. Uh, I don't blame you for not remembering it, but he whipped that out a couple times as Mabel back in the Just day. Just blew my mind. Um, or, especially now, like what, five years later after Mabel? 
four, 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 five. Four, four years. Four yeah. Years. At this point, he hold on. It was ninety five, right? He's Mabel. He was twenty seven in nineteen ninety nine. What? Yeah. Jesus Christ. No when, fucking way. Because when he came in, he God, made, I thought he was like almost like mid thirties. No, me he, too. The he, way he looked. Jesus, Jesus Christ. He came in uh, when he debuted in ninety three. He was twenty one. Into yeah. the. No he was, fucking way. He was the first performer to wrestle at a WrestleMania born in the 70s. Because he was born in 72. <sighs> yeah. Like, so he's young. He's 27 and 99. That, like, he doesn't look... I mean, it's, it's that, you know, the uh, the old road day road days of, yeah. like... you Hard living. You're, how old is he, 29? <laughs> I'm like, excuse me? You know? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um, Edge, uh... He wasn't even 40 when he died. Um, fuck. Jesus, right? Uh, Edge uh, has Viscera accidentally big splash Midian. Edge and Christian is able to get uh, Viscera out of the ring. Edge spears Midian to eliminate Viscera and Midian. The next team out draws in Prince Albert. Uh, Albert with the reverse neck breaker off his shoulders. Uh, Albert tries to grill press slam Edge, but Christian chop blocks him, and Edge falls directly on top of him. Two. Then Edge hits the downhill downhill spiral, um, like a reverse Russian leg sweep, to beat Albert and draws. So they eliminated. However, the next team out is the Acolytes, and the Acolytes were already out to the do ring. You, a little early. Do you feel they have plans for Edge and Christian? A little bit. A little bit. Do you feel like they don't have plans for Draws and Albert? Yes, very much so. Or Midian and Viscera? Well, that's pretty good things they've got plans for. Uh, back and forth match between these two. Christian hits a Tornado oh, DDT. Oh, damn. Uh, tornado DDT on Bradshaw. Speaking of uh, Draws. And that gets a two. Then the Hollies run down, even though they're not out yet. Early. They just, nobody gives a fuck about order anymore. Uh, Bradshaw it's does. Like, it's like the heels in the war game. <laughs> fuck you. We got all we want, bitch. Uh, Bradshaw hits a clothesline to hell on Christian for their elimination. So the next team and final team. Them fighting Holly Cousins. Them fighting Holly Cousins. The crowd popped, dude. It Uh, sucks that they came out early because they popped early. It sucks they didn't get the the right pop. Yep. Uh, Farouk hits the Dominator on Crash. Hardcore shoves Crash about to, uh, who's about to fight Farouk, and they get into it. So Crash, um, later on, Crash tags himself in and runs into the shoulder tackle by Farouk, thinking he's the big shot. Uh, Holly then the Hollies then begin to brawl with each other. Ha, um, yeah, that's like what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bradshaw's like, they're like, what's going on? What is this? Uh, I, I believe it was a uh, hardcore turn. No, crash, crash turns around into into a spine buster from Farouk for the win. Um, the match went 16 minutes and 13 seconds after the match. The Hollies continue to argue with each other. I gave it a flat two and a half. I uh, said so they do have a burgeoning tag team scene here, but there were a couple of lame duck teams uh, that maybe didn't need to be in there, if we're being honest. I saw that. I. Uh, but still, it was fun and built up to teams that matter. And that's actually kind of why I'm okay with them being in there, because you just needed some party to just take pins that didn't matter. Yeah. You just needed yeah. to fill some space, which is why I was okay with those teams being in there. But I do 100% agree with your point that they have a fucking tag team scene. A year ago, not not so much with the Five tag team. Five months scenes. ago, uh, they have turned. Who was who was the tag team guy in the back? Who like made this shift? Because they've made an effort to build their tag team division. Uh, out of you know, to be honest, out of nowhere, Vince Russo. To be honest, 
Because because damn man, McMahon is long known for not giving a flying fuck about tag teams. He just wants them put together so he can break them up as soon as possible. Just Jesus, dude. Um, I don't. Pat Patterson's always loved tag teams, but working for Vince. But Russo really like built some teams up, mm-hmm. and it made a difference. And I got news for you: there's like two or three teams coming still yep. in the next couple months. Oh yeah. Um, I know of one for sure. Well, one's more of a re-debut of a team that has been there for a while. Okay. But Smoking Guns. Got it. No, nope, they're, yep, they're putting Bart, they're and, back, baby. Bart and Billy nope, back it's together. It's a team that wrestled the Smoking Guns, and they may or may not have worn skirts while doing it. Oh. oh okay. You know, I'm okay with that, actually. Yeah. Uh, is there, real quick, is there a move? I know all three, then. <laughs> you, I, don't, I only know two of them. Uh, is there a movie you want to take less than a Dominator from Farouk? Fuck no. no. Mother fuck, dude. I'll, I'll maybe, the, maybe the Styles Clash? I was nah, just say, that's I'll just, take that. I'll say, I don't know. Lashley does the Dominator now from time to time. But I think I'd still rather take it from Lashley than Farouk. Holy... F- did he just like... Farouk does it like whips he's... Whips motherfuckers he to the ground. He does it like he's trying to actually go through the ring with you. Like, Holy ugh. shit, dude. Yep. So uh, let's do our <laughs> our, uh, our daily uh, show... Uh, da- daily spot of... Hey, somebody just showed up to the arena as this big show and uh, Undertaker. More, I, you know, I long for the professional days of the 80s when everybody showed up to the arena before right. the show started. Right. Uh, I... <laughs> well, I... I'm on this kick now. Now I don't know why, but you like showing up late. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. work. Like Taker obviously now has a lot more tattoos. Yeah, uh, because he didn't then. You could see some of them prominently. His BSK looks stupid as fuck. Look at that dumb lame ass tattoo. That's my gang, man. Oh, cool. Uh, we see clicked it and put like you know, yeah, clicked it and put tattoos on themselves but that we know of. Yeah, that's fair. They each have the they each have the two sweet on their pecker. Yep, probably. Yeah. Uh, we see and, Al- they, and they do the two street when they get there. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, tip <laughs> tip, baby. That took a weird turn. Yes, it did. Uh, yeah, speaking of speaking of <laughs> two sweet me, big man. <laughs> speaking of weird turns, Al Snow's in the back talking to his dog Pepper. I get uneasy every time this stuff comes up. Uh so it's obviously not as serious. Uh, it's like the Owen Hart countdown for me. I'm like, um, yep. Well, yeah, I know where we're going with this now. This is fucking awkward. SmackDown was the kicker. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, SmackDown's like the <laughs> yeah, tipping yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, let's get a. We see Road Dog. He comes out. He's on the lines. Den. Oh, can I say one thing first? Go ahead. That outfit. Road Dog. Yeah. Uh, can you be more 1999 than that outfit? Can you be more 1999 white boy Woo! than that outfit? Long white T-shirt. Long white shorts, yeah. White shoes, cornrows, fanny pack, fanny pack. And dude, if you're gonna wear that outfit, and you're a professional wrestler, your legs, man, tan your legs. Yeah, you know, Those, just, his brother, legs were, his legs were wider than his shorts. His brother, leg, his legs couldn't wear the world championship in WCW. You tell you that much. Fuck no. <laughs> uh, he comes out saying that he's on the hardcore match because they passed him by, so he's gonna challenge the winner to to, uh, to a match tomorrow night. So that's so far two matches that we will be seeing as Rodox challenging the winner of the hardcore match and the uh, winners of the uh, tag match later on will be facing against the Acolytes. However, Jericho interrupts him. Uh, Jericho shows up on a stage. Oh, there's Jericho in the, on the lines, Dan. Uh, Rodog in the, in the ring. In the ring. Jericho comes out, makes fun of the WF. Raw is snore. People paid money to come see this uh, Summer Slim Sham. sham. <laughs> Uh, Jericho says nobody cares about Road Dog. 
Uh, tells Rodog to listen to the silent reaction that he gets all the time. <laughs> giant pop. The crowd cheers, and Jericho's like, "Thank you," but you know, don't we don't want to rub it in how shitty Rodog is. Um, Jericho tells Rodog that it's not a, a uh, mega fuck. It's it's not that impressive that uh, Rodog can only come out and spell his own name. Spell Lugubrious. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> uh, Jericho says Rodog must be dyslexic because every time Rodog says suck it, he means that uh, Rodog sucks and it DX sucks. sucks. <laughs> it sucks. He's uh, not wrong. Yeah. Uh, Jericho tells, uh, uh, Rodog tells Jericho to suck it and said that Jericho might take that up as an offer. Yeah, he's like, uh, I don't want to say this, is you might take me up on it. I'm like, oh, homophobia. Yeah. It's funny. I get it. Maga. Because he's gay. However, Road Dog does join commentary. Uh, back, we see Al Snow once again uh, telling Pepper to stay put. Because our next match is for the Hardcore Championship, as is Al Snow defending his title against the Big Boss Man. Uh, funny part is Al Snow coming out, and what does everybody want? And Road Dog's head, head, <laughs> head, head. Is that what I say? Do I keep head. Sa- do I keep saying that? <laughs> head. Um, Al climbs the stage though and hits a crossbody on on Boss Man. And Road Dog's like, "I'll be right back." Boss, as uh, Road Dog leaves, and he gets a mic, and he does on the uh, scene commentary. Wait, say, he's gonna be the roving Road Dog. Yeah, right. Uh, they uh, fight backstage. They fight near Pepper's dog carrier, and Bossman uses it on Snow, and uh, throws the Pepper. So everyone's freaking out because that's the last place we saw Pepper in the dog. Ch- he chucks the fucking container. I was like, mm-hmm. Jesus. Snow uh, uh, breaks a uh, chalkboard over Bossman's head. Bossman steals a a crutch from a guy and uses it on Snow and Rodog. Bless that boy's heart. He's hobbling. He ain't got a leg to stand on. Bossman chucks a small keg at Snow, but uh, Snow moves out of the way and the keg breaks a Pepsi vending machine. They fight outside and they fight across the street. Almost get hit by a car. Yep. Jesus and then they Christ. fight into a restaurant of uh, at and restaurants outside tables thrown through that. Uh, Bossman uh, slams a plastic table over Snow's head. They fight into the restaurant. However, then it became a uh, multi match as Al Snow and Bossman are fighting. The security guard is taking care of some drunk. That Jim. was m- that. dude. That dude. Yeah. That was a little bit more entertaining at that moment to watch. See, I just wanted to see what the security guard was going to do to do to that ra- to that drunk guy because he was I'm cool. I'm cool and then like you see Jim just push him off like, "Oh god, what's he's going backstage." Um and they fight into a bar. They fight into the men's uh, bathroom. Al gets a urinal cake and throws it into oh. Bossman's face. Uh, someone gives Snow a drink, and Snow throws the drink into Bossman's face. Does he shatter the glass on his face? Yeah, fuck that. Then the guy gives Snow a chain, and Snow chokes Bossman with it onto a table. Uh, Bossman goes through a moonsault off the bar, but he goes through the table because Bossman moved. They fight into the pool hall, then Road Dog hits Bossman with a nightstick. Snow grabs two pool balls for some reason, and... That's, Makes like he hits him in the nuts. Yeah. yeah. But he was already unconscious from the road. It was a stupid yeah. spot. Uh, but he covers Bossman for the one, two, three. Seven minutes and 27 seconds. He sprints back to the ring to get the belt. I'll get to that in a second. It's fucking stupid. Two and three quarters. Uh, we had the roving road dog on commentary following <laughs> them around. They end up in a bar across the street. That's all I had because really 
it was okay for a hardcore match. But their match at Fully Loaded was better. Yep. And I just getting kind of tired of it already. Yeah. Getting kind of tired of the hardcore setup already. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the um, the, the different incarnation of yes. this belt is what I'm waiting for. This particular incarnation, I'm pretty much done with. Yeah. Um, I was expecting a little bit more with Road Dog on being the roving Road Dog. That he, since he is really good on the mic, I was just expecting more. Because he's just like, oh, look at that. Oh, well, I want... I would say he's good on the mic with his shtick. I don't know that he's great on the mic when he's ad-libbing. Because that... It some of it walked was a borderline to me. I'm like, ah, it's a bit much now. Some of it wasn't good. Yeah. I think, and again, that's... And it happens in every era, but it happened a lot in the Attitude Era where you would have guys monsterly, monstrously over for their particular shtick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Road Dog, Mr. Ass, Val Venus, the Godfather. Huge over mm-hmm. Rikishi mm-hmm. for that shtick. Yep. And that's it. You get outside of that at all, you're like... Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, Al Snow, after the match, begins to run to back to the arena. However, he starts to get in a fight with Stevie Richards and the Blue Meanie. Who had Pepper. Uh, did they? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't care. At I the didn't. beginning, they, they had Pepper. Oh, okay, I didn't see. That's why he stopped. Uh, uh, yeah, well, you didn't see it. The announcers didn't call it. But, yeah. They, they, well, I didn't see it, and but the announcers, just, in, my, in my notes, I have them, they assumed... That yeah. they had. No, they was. clearly had him at the beginning. Oh, okay. Uh, Snow attacks him and then uh, takes the other crutch from the hobbling guy and beats up Stevie <laughs> and <laughs> Meanie with that. Uh, we go backstage with Ventura and Mankind. They're discussing the rules about the match. Uh, pinfall has to happen in the ring. Mankind makes some joke about the election and... Yeah. Do you think Geraldine Ferraro was underrated as a, as a candidate? Well, maybe, but she was a bleeding heart liberal fully. I was like, fuck you, conservative dick. But <laughs> you didn't die in war, fuck oh, Fuck. Fuck him. Well, let's go to our next match, shall <laughs> we? <laughs> let's go to the next match. Oh, hold on. Do we have to? Yes, we do. As it's for the No, win- we don't. As it's for the win- No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to, as God, it's the it. women's championship match, Ivory defending her title. <laughs> Against Tori. Uh, by the way, is that what you did? <laughs> by the way, Pepper's okay. Um, yeah, I noticed that they made sure to say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tori <laughs> with those um, Hogan kicks. <laughs> yeah, brother. Jesus Christ! Uh, crowd doesn't care as they're chanting "Take it off." Uh, <laughs> Ivory. I wasn't. Ivory hits the big swing on Tori. <laughs> Even Jr. was like, "What?" Huh. And then <laughs> she stood up and went. <laughs> uh, Tori picks up Ivory like a powerbomb But just throws her backwards uh, Tori hits a crossbody uh, Tori tries to do another sunset flip But just falls down And Ivory just goes Alright I'm going to cover you For the one, two, three uh, Four minutes and eight seconds for that <laughs> With four, Otherwise known as four minutes of heat Four minutes too long I gave it <laughs> A quarter star this was brutal. If this is the cream of the crop, then why have a women's division? Nothing else to add. Yep. Uh, after the match, <laughs> I, uh, after the match, Ivory takes off, uh, tries to take off Tori's clothes, but Luna comes out, and makes the save, God. and chases off Ivory. Luna, God damn it, dude! It's a battle of the Winston Awards. 
Uh, we see backstage with Michael Cole and The Rock. The Rock wants to interview Cole. Um, wants to know if Cole is a Coomzy, uh Coomza. Yeah, hey, uh, there you go. Um, some more of that uh, homophobia from your favorite of all time. It's hilarious. It's funny because he's gay. Uh, the Rock doesn't care for Billy Gunn surprises. Uh, Rock says he's just basically going to squash Billy tonight. As we see Billy walking around with someone under, under a blanket. Oh, my God. God. We get a montage of this history of this upcoming match as it's going to be Ken Shamrock and uh, Steve Blackman. We get the highlights from the street fight. Blackman running over Ken Shamrock. What's leading up to this match? So let's get into it. It's a Lions Den weapons match as it's Ken Shamrock versus Steve Blackman. Uh, Steve Blackman chokes Shamrock with nunchucks and then throws him into the cage. Uh, Shamrock uh, snap mirrors Blackman to get him off. Shamrock grabs a large kendo stick, and then uh, Blackman blocks it uh, as Lawler calls it a cane. That looked like it hurt because Blackman wasn't really... He was uh, feeling that after. Uh, Blackman grabs two sticks and attacks Shamrock with it. Blackman throws Shamrock into the cage, but Shamrock jumps off it and hits a shoulder tackle. That's kind of impressive. Uh, Blackman gives uh, grabs a kendo stick and uses it on Shamrock, blasts Shamrock over the head with it. Uh, Blackman tries to leave, but the ref says, nah, you, you got to fight. Uh, Blackman goes for a kick, but Shamrock dodges it and hits a belly to belly. Shamrock gets the kendo stick and goes at it with uh, Blackman, hits him over the head with it. Shamrock wins via 10 count. Shamrock then poses on top of the den. Nine minutes and six seconds. I didn't like it as much as you read it. (laughs) I had had put something down. I wrote two and a half. This was your typical Attitude Era specialty match that Mm under-delivered. Maybe I'm just ready for this feud to be over, though, is what I wrote. Uh, I think all of that is fair. Um, we don't need Lions in matches. We, we get it. He was in the USC. Uh, I mean, there's a reason he's not there still. So, you know, maybe we just move on from that. With with this feud, what was the better match? Street fight? That's a that's certainly a way to put it. Uh, neither. No, they no. all suck. With this feud, they don't, the they have ex- no chemistry. The extracurricular stuff outside was the best stuff. Mm-hmm. The hitting him with the car, the black or the Shamrock running in on his match. All that stuff was the better stuff. Honestly, their best match was that that brawl in the back they had. Yeah, like if there wasn't a match, they just saw each other start fighting. That was the best stuff they did. Both, both the stuff I, I was gonna say in the ring, but neither match was in the ring. Um, to me, under delivered, yeah. and it's yeah, it's just time to be done. All right, let's go backstage to Kevin Kelly. Um, they bring up that during heat, Shane attack test, and then Tess walks past Kelly saying. Uh, talking time is over. So let's go to our next match, a love her or leave her match. Greenwich Street Fight. Uh, Test versus Shane McMahon. Uh, I love the fact that the posse do come out all hurt, uh, wearing (laughs) Hawaiian shirts. I love the fact. That was awesome, yes. But I love the fact that, one, there's a couch at ringside for them. That's so great. But There's like a lamp. How fucking angry and annoyed Jim Ross was at it was what made it for me. Oh, yeah, there just happens to be a couch at ringside, King. Yeah, he didn't know they were coming. The fact that he was so indignant, indignant and pissed off about it made it for me. I just love the fact that each guy, like, like what, Abs had, like, the broken foot, so he had the, the, the cast, 
abs had like uh, uh pete gas had like the arm no rodney had the arm and pete gas had the neck yeah and i just love the fact that they're all come down like oh we're hurt but we're here to cheer on our friend and it's like yeah no uh chicanery is gonna happen on these three guys and again um, um you know i'm gonna bring it up every fucking time test is way fucking over yes he is yeah. Uh, they, by the way, the po- feels like a missed opportunity. By the way, the posse has champagne with them as well. Because <laughs> you know, because you know, they have to be with the posse. Uh, Tess, but one drinks at a street fight. Yep. Uh, Tess takes down Shane. Uh, takes Shane down on the outside. Tess picks up Shane and lifts him over his head. Um, they fight in the crowd. Uh, Tess takes a fan's drink and uh, drinks it, and then throws it in Shane's face. Uh, Shane jumps over the guardrail, but Tess catches up and hits a power slam on him. They fight near the posse, and Tess shoves them all. Uh, Tess then gorilla press slams te- uh, Shane into the posse, and the crowd, the couch falls over. At first, I was freaked out because I was like, "Oh my god! I hope, I hope there's not like fans sitting directly behind the couch right. that they're falling on." Then I realized there was enough room. Yeah. Because at first I was like, oh my god, the, the fans! Baga! Okay, JR. <laughs> Baga! Um, Teslin hits all three members with a pan. Uh, here's my, one of my favorite parts of the match. They show Stephanie in the back as she's looking at the TV at the right way. They just have the camera angled at the right spot that she... And Vince, is like, Vince is fuming somewhere. God damn it! She's looking at it the right way, but damn it! Looking at an angle! Yeah. Turn sideways! Show me those titties! By the way, <laughs> I'm gonna bring it up here. I, I apologize for going a little off topic, but you you're familiar with uh, a couple weeks ago Matt Jackson on AEW looking yes. at the he almost like his back to the TV and looking that way. Did you see the entire thing that led up to that? No. The young bucks were looking at the TV the right way, and Matt Hardy walks by and goes, "You guys aren't looking at that <laughs> like a superstar should look at it." And they're like, "What are you talking about?" And he turns him around. He's like, well, that's not enough. And he turns him all the way around. And they're like, like this? Like, this is how you do it? And he's like, yeah. And then he walks off. And then the catch up. Like, that's excellent. Yeah. You're not looking at that TV like a superstar. That's fantastic. Uh, the posse then starts to attack Test. Shane hits Test with the posse mailbox. It do not enter sign. <laughs> how ridiculous is that fucking sentence? Uh, Shane then breaks a Mean Street Posse photo frame of a, a group photo of them <laughs> over Tess's head. There's glass everywhere, and JR's losing it because there's glass everywhere. Shane tries to do a corkscrew moonsault, but Tess moves out of the way. Yeah. Jesus. Um... Tess tries to leap. Uh, oh, Shane tries to leap over Tess, but Tress grabs him and power bombs him. Rodney distracts the ref, so the pinfall only gets two. Uh, Tess goes for the big boot, but Shane moves out of the way, and Tess blasts the ref. The posse jumps Tess and puts him on the Spanish announce table, and Shane hits a top rope elbow drop from the top turnbuckle, and it's perfect. Like the sides of the table stay up, the center goes down. Yeah. It was the best one he ever hit. Yep. Easily. Uh, Pete Gass accidentally hits Shane with the sign uh, Joey, as Joey Abs is uh, pulling the, uh, pulls the ref. Rodney uh, hits Tess with his cast, but puts Shane on top. but gets a close call, too. Briscoe and Patterson run down and attack Rodney and Pete Gass. Uh, Briscoe hits them with the do not enter sign. Um 
Joey Abs grabs a chair, but Tess big boots the chair into Abs' face. Shane runs his shoulder uh, into the post. Then Shane um, Tess hits a punt handle slam onto Shane. Tess then goes to the top turnbuckle and hits a top rope elbow drop. 12 minutes and 4 seconds. It seemed longer. It did. It did. Not in a bad way. No, no. Um, I liked it. I went three and three quarters. Mm-hmm. It was a great match. Uh, this was another Attitude Era specialty match, but it way over-delivered. Um, they beat the hell out of each other. I guess it, it's that old saying, when you're really good friends, you, you lay it in a little harder. And you, These two were well-known for being really good friends, and that you know, uh, shows. This is a weird way to start this off. No one's perfect, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. But Shane O'Mac, generally speaking, delivers in these matches. I can think of one glaring hell in a cell where he didn't, but yes. But there's, yeah. there's one, though, yeah. right? In yeah. all of the shit that he's done? No, no, he... he okay. It is incredible. I will say this. On the ones he's in that don't deliver, it's not his fault. It's not entirely his fault, yeah. I mean, he, uh, you know, he delivers. <laughs> he delivers. It's, it's one of those things of... It's not his fault, but it's crazy because every time, even in current day, we're to say that you know, when he has a match, we're going great. He's in the match, but it'll. And work. then after the match, you're like, I mean, that was good. The match of Mania with Miz was the best match of the night, and the match with AJ the year before. Mm-hmm. I will say this: um, perfect elbow mm-hmm. through, and uh, just to continue to further blow your mind, Shane McMahon, uh, a whole two years older than Viscera. In 1999. Yep. So, uh... <laughs> You're blowing yeah. my mind. Uh, I... It's weird to think, like, if he had gone the route of wanting to be a full-time wrestler. Because he is he uber-athletic. I will say this. He he could have done it. Uh, he easily has the athleticism mm-hmm. to do the training and become a well-rounded wrestler. Um, he, he There's no way he would have been able to maintain doing what he does in a match full-time basis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I, we discussed earlier, um, Jeff Hardy could, mm-hmm. but Jeff Hardy's a freak. Yep. And Shane would have wrestled kind of like Jeff Hardy. For sure. Like, there's no way he would have been able to, to maintain that. Uh, Stephanie does run down, hugs Briscoe and Patterson, and gets in the ring to celebrate with Tess. Fornicate right there in the middle of the ring. I've mm. celebrated. I mean, Vince would have been for it. Yep. Rip her pants off. We're going to recap a pretty long recap Animal here. panties. Get a beaver shot. Jeez. <laughs> eat that ass. <laughs> eat no. my daughter's ass. No, eat his ass. <laughs> pretty long recap here of the, how the Unholy Lions and Kane and Xbox feud. <laughs> Uh, the producer was not amused by what she just came out to listen to. <laughs> Shut the door <laughs> back, the door, in, yeah. back in. Once she heard "Eat my ass," I I saw the door <laughs> the light go sh- black, fade to black. There, folks. <laughs> Let's go to backstage with Mike and Cole and with Kane and Xbox. Xbox says uh, that this is a mismatch because uh, he knows he's the weak link right now. But Xbox says that he can take an ass whooping tonight, and Xbox and Kane uh, are closer together than Taker and Kane were and uh, Show and uh, Taker are the underdogs. So let's go to our next match for the WWF Tag Team Championship. Big Show and Undertaker with Paul Bearer versus Kane and uh, X-Pac. 
Kane comes out with new gear. I didn't like it. I like this you one. You like this era? I like this one. It's too shiny. I don't like it. I had a problem with it at the time because I am a uh, old school stickler for detail. And the whole gimmick was that that motherfucker was scarred and burned. So more flesh showing and there's mesh so you can see underneath that and he's fine. And I, that part bugged me because I was like, what about the storyline? Yeah. But other than that, I mean, it's a cool look. It's, yeah. It, um, it's a more flashy upgrade from what he had. Top of it, uh, top of the gear is red, and the bottom it's black with a black. More importantly, sleeve. it shows off the physique he has now, yep. which is, I'm sure Vince wanted to. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Oh, look at these fucking vascular. Wonder if they could eat his eyes. <laughs> They're not the good shrooms, Vince. <laughs> um. God damn it! I had something to bring up. It made me lose it. This is Vince's ass. Something about eating ass again. I don't know. Eating Vince's ass. Let's go. Let's. Uh, no. My last homosexual experience. You mean uh, opposed to your first? What? In in. I'll never forget that interview. Chelsea <laughs> to leave. Scott Hall's a <laughs> Scott Hall's a wonderful man. <laughs> He's thinking of the face. As opposed to your first. <laughs> so in my eyes, Kane <laughs> In my eyes, Kane and Xbox do do a lot more heel tactics in this match. Well they have to. Yeah, I know. Uh Kane scares the ref while Xbox attacking Undertaker. Uh Undertaker tries to choke slam Xbox on the outside, but Kane grabs Xbox and pulls him over the top rope. Big Show power slams Kane. Uh, during the uh, Undertaker and Kane clothesline each other. Big Show throws X Pac over the top, off the uh, on the top of the guardrail. Big Show then throws X Pac from the outside of the in uh, into the inside the ring over the top rope. Once again, the strength of like Big Show, especially him against Waltman, is just blows my mind. Makes me sad. Right. Every time I see him hurting Waltman, that's NWO on NWO violence, man. That's rude. That's that's five and six fighting each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it's four and five. DiBiase was four. But who was three? Oh, I forgot. There was no hole. There was no hole. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. WWE whitewashed history. Yep. Uh, God damn it. X Pac, uh, <laughs> Undertaker lifts X Pac and rams him into the post over the uh, uh, bottom turnbuckle. Uh, X-Pac low blows Big Show and the ref sees it but acts like he didn't see it X-Pac goes to the hot tag for Kane but Undertaker grabs him so Undertaker low blows him and the ref's like oh, damn that he, he did that face so like ooh that looks like it hurt X-Pac hits a spinning hill kick onto the Undertaker and he goes over the top rope X-Pac does a cross a, a cross body over to Taker but Taker grabs him and then throws uh, X-Pac into the post uh, but X-Pac, uh, but yeah, he throws him in the post. Uh, X-Pac tags himself in and hits a Bronco Buster on Big Show. Big Show gets up and choke slams X-Pac, but puts one foot on him for the pin. But X-Pac kicks out. Before I move on, what did you guys think of that? Like that one spot of Big Show choke slamming him. Nobody's kicked out of the choke slam. And he just puts one foot on like, <laughs> this guy's easy. Undertaker didn't like it. Undertaker, not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. As since he kicked out, um, 
Immediate heat, brother. Immediate heat. As he kicks out, then uh, Undertaker tags himself in and then Hard. tombstones X-Pac for the win. So your new tag team champions, X, uh, Undertaker and Big Show, 12 minutes and one second after the match, uh, Undertaker was really unhappy with Big Show. Yeah, I think. So what did you give it, Corey? I gave it uh, three stars. I really liked mm. it. I thought it was a really uh, kind of fun-spirited match. I put the tag champs are crazy over. Oh, my God. This has been a fun feud. Interesting to see the new champs going forward. Mainly, I put that because I really like this Undertaker Big Show storyline. I think it's very interesting. And um, what a refreshing coat of paint for Taker. And it's giving Big Show, like, focus. Mm-hmm. I like everything about it. Uh, if I had told you in June, not knowing what happened before, hey, the Big Show and Undertaker are going to be a tag team. I'd be like, he just broke a baseball bat over his head. I feel like you wouldn't have been on board for that. Be like, no. Nah, we're all right. I'd we're like, we're no. okay. What are you talking about? Uh, that's a great team. Um, I like the whole dynamic. I like the Big Show as his student. Taker is the abusive bully mentor and he's the he's the student who taker knows once he if he realizes he could kill him yeah and so he's trying to keep him at like down like i'll teach you everything you want to know not everything that i'm gonna teach you everything i know but i like that but But i I, oh i'm sorry i was gonna say i also like the whole like i will stab you yeah first i i would say i like the fact of he's trying to teach him to to be the killer but don't be the killer on him but if you get out of line, kid, I'll stab you in the back, and I'll tell you that to your face. And the only downside, uh, it is not really a downside, is that Kane and X-Pac are so over, and it sucks getting the belt off of them that early. God damn it, they are over. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> yeah, they are. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um can we just keep talking about this match and not go to the next one? Well, we're not going to go to the next one just yet. Thank God. All right. Because we're going to go backstage with Ventura telling Austin what, about the rules of the match, and Austin doesn't give a fuck, so he just walks away. So let's go to our next match. <laughs> he was cosplaying the rest of America. Yep. <laughs> As it's going to be Mr. Ass Billy Gunn versus The Rock. <laughs> so real quick. In a, in a kiss my ass match. Uh, the old ball and chain walked into the room when I was watching this pay-per-view. Yeah. And I was like... This is, I explained the feud, and she was just like, what? And she said something to me, she doesn't watch this shit, something to the effect of, that's a weird use of the rock. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yes it is. Yes it is. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Ass brings out somebody under a blanket. Uh, and Gunn says after the, after the match, uh, after Gunn beats him, the Rock's going to kiss this large lady's ass as it's a large lady. It's funny because she's fat, Joe. I get it. Uh, they fight. Uh, uh, at if the she st- was gay, it would be that Vince McMahon drive-lunked it. They fight at the stage. They fight on the outside. They fight. I feel like they felt they fought outside more. Sounds than- like you're trying to do Dr. Seuss. They fought inside. They I fought know. outside. They, they, fought, they fought over here. They fought on the outside a lot longer than they did in the ring. Thank well, God. thank God for that. Rock, can, I be, can I be honest with you here first? Oh, of course. Rock is giving, as best as I can tell, a quarter of an effort. Yep. At best. Yep. Did you guys notice that? Oh, you I don't? Did. Yeah. You he, don't. He say. said so as much after the bar later. 
Yeah, like he obviously does not want to be doing this whole feud. Wait, wait 24 hours. <laughs> he clearly got uh, the fucking sloppy seconds Austin didn't want. So he was like, cool. That's, awesome. That's a lie. Uh, Gunn hits the rock with the ring bell on the outside, but almost hits the lady on the outside. That would have been too bad. Uh, Gunn shows... Uh, Jazzy, though. Hang on, let me... Uh... Drink your pepper shine. <laughs> Uh, gun showboats for a while, and the camera pans to the rock saying, you motherfucker, and then runs out of the core and clotheslines the gun. He was uh, actually saying that to Vince Russo for booking this. Yeah. Gun stop, uh, stops the rock from hitting a rock bottom and then hits the Famouser. Instead of, I like that spot. Actually, I, I like too. that he reversed it into a Famouser. Yeah, it was yeah, a that cool, cool little spot. Uh, however, instead of pinning him, Gun calls for the lady to get in the ring, and she lifts up her uh, dress. Gun then tries to shove the rock's face into her ass, but the rock reverses it and puts Gun's face in her ass. Rock then hits a rock bottom and the people's elbow for the win. Ten minutes and twelve seconds. What did people think of this match? Of let's give Billy another run at, as a singles competitor. I'll put. I'll. I'll give you everything I wrote. Two stars. <laughs> you have the rock on your roster, and this is how you utilize him on the second biggest show of the year, question mark. Billy's push is safely dead. That's what I wrote. Um, yeah. I, uh, I don't know who thought this was a good idea. Um, if you were <laughs> I got going, a pretty good idea, pal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you were going to do this angle... This clearly could have been a raw angle. This did not need to be a pay-per-view match. And if you were just going to make the main event a triple threat anyways, I have somebody else you could have put in that match. Hmm. You know, not uh, decrepit old broken down fucking McFoley. Maybe, you know, The Rock. But it's cool. Maybe The Rock didn't want to do part two of Foley's job if you get my drift. Maybe. Jesus, fuck. So let's get to our main event, shall we? However, they do a recap of how we got here. China gained the number one contendership. All three matches from last week's Raw. And then Linda McMahon saying, well, since Vince can't be here, I'm making the match to be a triple threat. Although doing it in a weird room with a TV hanging from a scaffold and a weird SummerSlam poster. I, uh... I... The package made me kind of irritated. It didn't highlight me too. Triple H. Nope. Well, it's almost like he's an afterthought, and he is he is the focus of this fucking feud. Well, it started that way. It's ridiculous. I would beg to differ that he's been the focus the last two weeks. <laughs> and according to this, he's the third guy in the match. Yeah. So let's get fourth guy if you include Ventura. Yep. So let's get to our main event. Fifth King of China. WWF Championship matches Mankind versus Triple H versus Stone Cold Steve Austin with the special guest referee Jesse Ventura. That, did you guys notice this? I noticed that when Austin was coming out, little pouty face. Didn't look happy. Little Sasha face. Yeah, a little bit. I noticed it. A little bit. Um, this one, I'll, I'll defend as. Uh, it's a little bit of what you're pointing out. Yeah. But it's also a little bit of, God damn it, I'm breaking yeah. down again. Mm-hmm. That there, it was a lot of... A little A, little B? A little, it was a lot of... It was a little of A and a lot of B. A it was like, of what the fuck's happening here? Like, mm-hmm. I'm breaking down again. And 
he was not very happy with him with his body. Uh, Mankind and Stone Cold double team Triple H. Then they hug, and then Austin then starts to punch Mankind. They fight up the aisle. China attacks Mankind while Triple H and Stone Cold going at it on the other side of the ring. Austin chokes Triple H with the camera cord. Triple H gets up and gets the chair and hits Austin in the knee with it while Ventura's trying to separate China and Mankind. Sexual chemistry. Yes. Uh, Jesse's asking Triple H if he uh, hit him with a chair, and uh, Triple H says no, but Ventura asked the crowd, and they said yes. Mankind comes up from behind and begins to brawl with Triple H. Uh, Mankind with the mandible claw on Triple H, and Triple H pushes Mankind in the corner, and China pulls him down and pulls him into the post. Ventura then kicks out China. Walks her up the ramp as that's happening. Stone Cold and Triple H are fighting on the stage. Stone Cold is limping. Triple H is focused on that on Austin's knee, ramming into the post, chop blocking the knee constantly. Uh, then all of a sudden, Triple H and Mankind double teams Austin in the corner by kicking him. Crowd boos. Ventura just shrugs his shoulders like, what are you going to do? It's a triple threat. Uh, Triple H has Austin in a sp- uh, spinning leg lock, and Mankind uh, hits a leg drop on and goes for the pin but on Austin, but Triple H stops him. And then that's when Mankind and Triple H begin to brawl. Mankind tries to do a cannonball off onto Triple H off the apron, but Triple H moves out of the way, and you just hear a thud. Oh, God, dude. A sickening thud. First match back. Like, come on, man. Fuck. Yeah. Austin, Triple H fight into the crowd. Mankind joins them. <laughs> He'll give you everything he's got. <laughs> Mankind tries to pile drive uh, Austin on the cement, but Austin reverses it onto a backdrop. Oh, God. Fucking cement. Yep. Austin catapults Triple H into Mankind. That's good old Jared's favorite move. Austin stuns Mankind, but Triple H comes in with a chair and hits Austin with it. Ventura yells, yells at him as at Triple H as... Um, they, you know, once again, Triple H tries to make the pin, but Ventura just sits and stands in the corner with his arms. That's such a fucking heart. Like, I was so pissed about this. You told this dude earlier you did not care if he used the chair. You just had to pin him in the ring. He is literally following, sorry, he is literally following your rules. And you stupid fuck aren't even doing it right. Yeah. No, sorry, I apologize. He hits mankind, and this is that spot now. God yeah. damn it! it he brings the chair in and uses so on both people. Much. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> they cuss, and it's edited, so it's pretty funny. It's like it's a pay per view, but it's on the network. I think it's because no, I think it's because the governor was there. I think it was on a delay. Well, that and the fact that, uh, and this is what pisses me off. But I, I, I see why they do it. But the network uses the DVD copies of the shows instead of the actual live pay per view feed. I gotcha. Um, which pisses me off because I want the full unadorned yeah. shit, but they just use the DVD rips. Yeah, uh, Shane McMahon runs down, and gets already in- edited. Just, you know. Know. Yeah, uh, Shane gets runs down and gets into it with Ventura. Austin gets up and stuns Shane. Ventura picks up Shane, throws him over the top rope. However, as Ventura's posing, telling uh, <laughs> Shane to get the hell out of here, uh, Stone Cold decides to do the same thing and decides to get himself. <laughs> Locked up in the ropes. Triple H has to come like bail him out. Triple H comes out and bells uh, bells him out. However, Jr. makes the save by saying it was Triple H that got him stuck in the ropes. I mean, they did a good job with yeah. the camera trying to make it sit there. You couldn't see what happened, although you know he's yeah. told. If you the story go, the, if you go the live action, yeah. the live camera, 
uh, you can totally see him just like dangling by his leg. And I just... watched Matt Hardy do that at a SmackDown taping. Yep. Also, why did like Ventura help? Like, what are you doing? Like, just because he's like legitimately what? stuck. His feet are no, tied. No, I know. In the so, but why didn't Ventura help him get out? Like, because literally... he didn't see. No, it's he the, was standing next to him. It's the old school. Um, you're taught as a performer. You provide the distraction while they fix the fuck up. Because if if he goes over there, then. The camera's all eyes pan. and the yeah. camera, they're all going to be right there. But if you're over here telling Shane what's off. Abracadabra like, here. Kind of like going after Steve broke his neck. You, you provide the distraction. Yeah. Abracadabra, then, something's yeah. happening over here. Which is also, I wanted to bring up, uh, I love the fact that they're using Austin's leg yeah. uh, as the decoy because it's his neck that's fucking gone. But, it, but uh, you know, if, as long as you know, it's the knee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little slight A, yeah. Hide what's really going on, and you know what's going on over there. Huh? I mean, he's not really taking bumps in this match. <laughs> no, no. The biggest bump he took is one he just gave himself in the rope. Yeah. Uh, Mankind goes for Mr. Sacco and puts it on Austin uh, on Triple H, and then puts the Madam McClaw on vice versa. At both, so both men had the Mankind's hands down their throat. Then Austin low blows him. I love that story he tells that if he likes you or not. How he applies the move. Oh, yeah? So if he likes you, it's just over the tongue, so it's fine. If he doesn't like you, he does it on that muscle on your tongue, and it fucking hurts, yeah. and you uh, will pass out. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. Like, if he likes you, uh, good for you. <laughs> Austin stuns Triple H, but Mankind breaks up the pin. Austin throws Mankind onto the top turnbuckle. Triple H pedigrees Austin, and then Mankind punches Triple H the other way. Mankind then hits the double-arm DDT. Mankind covers... Stone Cold for the one, two, three. Triple H was late to break up the pin. The match went 16-23. And when the third third pin fall, the third count happened, the crowd did not know how to respond. There was a moment of silence and then a gasp. Because it was a fucking wet fart. Yep. I gave it a flat three. This was the second year in a row that the SummerSlam main event has been a big disappointment, I Austin is damaged goods, mankind is unhealthy, and they are hesitant to push Triple H. And the politics of the body is the ref, and this was middling. Basically, it covered two things. One, they didn't want Jesse Ventura holding a heel's hand up in victory. Mm-hmm. Um, so Triple H couldn't win the match. Asinine. Austin couldn't win the match because he's damaged goods and needs time off. So mankind was just thrown in. By the way, he's not 100%. Nope. He's not cleared, nope. really. I was just, hey, we need you now because Austin will put you over. There was a list of like three guys, or two guys even, that he would allow to pin him. Uh, one was Mankind, and the other one was Taker. That's it. Rock was not on that list. I, I was shocked, A, that Austin took the pin, that Triple H didn't take the pin. I was shocked. Um, and I had a question for you, Corey. Yeah. So it's 1999 here. Uh, so Foley has a year left? Oh, like five months. Five months, five months, right? I just got over to 2001. So, thinking about that, uh, in, at this time frame, because Austin has about four years left in his career, is Austin in worse shape now than Foley was in 95? Yes. Because that broken neck. Isn't that crazy to think about? Yeah. Although, I don't know, man. Foley, 
I'm hesi- fully expedited in that Hell in the Cell match, but so uh, 95 fully. I was going to say, I'm hesitant to say that fully because if, if you remember reading Mankind's first book, mm-hmm. he goes to talk to McMahon in November of 99 and talking about how he needs to retire and wrap it up. And McMahon was giving him like, oh, we'll do six months. And he's like, no, I, I'm losing memory. Yeah. Like I don't, I, there's a stretch of days I don't remember. And Vince was like, oh, shit. Well, okay, we're, full, we're, we're, we're going to wrap it up then. So add in the memory loss, maybe Foley still was a little worse off. But in terms of physically, Austin's, I mean, of all the guys who broke their neck and shouldn't have wrestled again, mm-hmm. he was the one. Um, I don't blame him for coming back. You're on the precipice of being oh. the biggest star in the history of the business. Yeah. Are you going to stop? He, he can see money. Right? So I don't blame him for coming back, but he's damaged goods. And this particular main event, in this particular time frame, always left a terrible taste in my mouth. Everything they accuse Triple H of later yep. is done to him right here by multiple people in a span of two weeks. He went from being so awesome on TV. It was like, God, give him the belt. Let him run. To an afterthought because the champ didn't really want to work with him. And then the other politics aside, all of a sudden a third guy's at it and he gets the ring. And then how would you feel? Like, and we all know where this is going. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm ruining too much by saying Triple H is going to end up at the belt. Yeah. How are you going to feel when it was supposed to be your time on the biggest, second biggest show of the year? Yep. And instead, it's going to be the night after on Raw against a guy that wasn't even the champ. Yeah. You really think that's still putting you over strong? Nope. Not at all. I'm Triple H. I'm fucking pissed. Uh, which I will get to later in Orchard. Uh, yeah. Mind-boggling. And this, to be honest with you, the last two matches, the, the Rock being wasted in a sham of a fucking comedy match. And, and, then, the, and then, to his discredit, not trying. Yeah. It's not yeah. being professional enough yeah. to still give it your all. I mean, like, yeah, he didn't, like, he didn't do Billy Gunn any favors. Nope. And then this match... Together, back to back, always left a real fucking just taste in my mouth. Thank God we I had like. those two matches in the middle, the tag match and the street fight. Yeah, because without those two, this is a shit show. Yeah. Uh, after the match, uh, Triple H grabs a chair and attacks Stone Cold's left knee. China comes back down and stops the ref from getting in as Triple H continues the beat down. Uh, Triple H then punches Slaughter. Uh, Triple H, is the, uh, we end the show with Triple H walking up pissed off because the title got away from him. It's classic big superstar. I won't put you over, and I won't lay down for you, but you can injure me after the match. Yeah. And I wrote, uh, as he was doing that, the crowd goes mild. Because you've killed Triple H. That, that ending was shit. You've, you've shown in the last two weeks he's not worthy of being that level. But see, that's where you shoot yourself in the foot because starting with this week, you need him to be at that level. Yep. And when he's not, it's his fault. So, I remember a certain type I'm talking we, about. Uh, <laughs> we, we brought it up before the show. Uh, during, before we even started talking about SummerSlam, what was the better show? Road Wild or SummerSlam? SummerSlam. It's SummerSlam. Yeah. I will say this, though. Um, on paper, Road Wild looked to have the better yes. card. Yes, yes, it did. It just, they, they didn't. They didn't know. 
The Rock, the Rock they, wrestled like he was in Sturgis. Yeah, Rock was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. uh, Corey, All is right. there anything you would have switched up? I wouldn't have put the women's match on. Oh, Just God. had an eight match card given, uh, and I would have given that extra four minutes to the tag title match. Uh, I wouldn't have had the ridiculous kiss my ass gimmick. I would have just had Billy Gunn and The Rock in a fucking wrestling match. Uh, and I would have added Road Dog and Jericho. There's no reason Jericho isn't wrestling. Yeah, still, by the way. Yeah. August 9th, folks. <laughs> still is not wrestling. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Road Dog ain't doing nothing. Jericho ain't doing nothing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. Uh, for my final verdict, I wrote highly energized crowd and some good feuds that were paid off, but overall a slightly disappointing show. Watch the street fight and tag title match and skip the rest. That's fair. Buy rates. Shall we do the buy rates? Let's do them. All right. So we, uh, last week we did WCW's Road Wild, and that got a point five five. Last year's SummerSlam got a 1.48. Let's take her and right? yeah. 1.48. So what did this year's get, guys? You want to take a guess? 1.6. I'm going to say 1.24. Uh, you're, we're in the middle. 1.47. So it almost did as well as that. Mm-hmm. That's funny because the build to this year was nothing, nothing like last year's. Yeah. I mean, they built the fuck out of that highway to hell. It felt like it would never end. Yeah, still on it. So well, we were on it like a month ago. <laughs> That's true. We were on it until July 99. So. Turns out it was the exit from hell. It's, the highway just kept going God on. God damn it. Yeah. It, was, it was the Hoboken exit. We forgot the exit. It was like uh, exit 666. We, we, we yeah. passed it. You know what? So. They, you know what? Austin and Tate, they were looking for the White Castle. Yeah. God damn just couldn't it. get there yet. get away from it no matter what I do. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <sighs> Next WrestleMania, Corey. Take her in Austin. Main event. Look at this. Call it now. All right. <laughs> Let's go to the award show time. Let's start it off with our best match. Street fight. Uh, mine was a tag title match. Yeah, I'm going street fight. Nah, or just street fight too. Uh, worst match. Oh, well, Ivory, uh, and Ivory, and Ivory and Tori. Tori. Ivory and Tori. For it almost for- feels unfair to say for the foreseeable future. If they're on a match, that's the one. Uh, you're not wrong. So, uh, guys, who is your MVP? Uh, Shane McMahon. Excellent. Busted his ass in that match. Mm-hmm. Had the match of a lifetime. And he's not the pro. I will go with two gentlemen who busted their ass. Edge and Christian. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a good term. Uh, they clearly have plans for these two and uh, made them look incredibly strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, my MVP. You know, I, I'm going to go with uh, Corey here, Shane. Just fought his, fought his ass off. And, you know, how many times do you think he practices wrestling? At the, you know, just like... I'm sure they went over the harder stuff. Yeah. But, but uh, him taking the elbow drop, 
Because, I mean, at some point, it's like, you're just going to jump off that really high and hit me with an elbow. Like, you don't practice. You just do that. Just do it. Like, like, <laughs> it's, it's that Shane McMahon, like, thing of, like, there is no fear for him. He's like, I'm just going to, like, you going to practice? No, I'm just going to. Fucker, no sold a helicopter crash. You know, it's funny. It's <laughs> yeah. funny you say Because, honestly, honestly, it's funny you say that. Because it sure as fuck seems like Vince just doesn't like Shane much. Yeah. Well, we can I tell mean, by Twitter. However, however, more so than anybody, Shane embodies the whole grapefruits of steel, like yeah. f- afraid of nothing crap that Vince Shane always talks about. Is what Vince thinks he is. Right? Like, I mean, he embodies everything Vince talks about, but it's like disdain for him. Like, mm. Who is your motive? Jesse Ventura. Uh, you, uh, fucking lied straight up to Triple H, and, uh, I don't think you brought shit to this match. That was a complete fucking waste. I have an odd one. Since so. No. It's Here. actually every, every main event caliber talent in the WWF. Ooh. Stone Cold. Yep. Mankind. Mm-hmm. Only because you're still hurt. The Rock didn't try at all. Billy Gunn was like half mode, and they're positioning him as a big dude. Triple H tried, but he was on an uphill battle. Like everybody at that level, outside of Taker, who was doing the tech stuff, through either just not working hard like The Rock, politics and bullshit from Austin, and mankind just being, he didn't do anything wrong. He was just the sacrificial lamb in the right place at the right time. But all those guys just left a bad taste in my mouth on the show. You know what it was? It's because for once, you saw them mirroring the WCW, WCW. main event guys. Yeah. Politics, not trying, BS. And you know what? Your attitude was it's, it's always espoused to be so much holier than now than the WCW guys. But I just watched the same thing. As I did a week earlier. Politics are the same in every company. It does not change. It does not matter what the company is. The Rock worked no harder than Kevin Nash usually does in a main event. Nope. Austin politicked just as much as Hogan does and, in every uh, main event. It's it's weird, right? Because Triple H tried, but I mean he was, was a losing battle. Billy Gunn got fucked months ago because Austin wouldn't work with him. So now why the fuck would he try? He's like, I busted my ass. Yeah, I'm did, king of the ring. And I, everything this you is want the me shit to. that I get? Yeah. Fuck you then. Then you make me wear mesh see-through tights. Like, I don't necessarily <laughs> blame him. It's no. not professional, but okay, neither are they. Yeah. Where's the professional? So yeah, mine's uh, everybody a stroke in the WF. Um, I mean, mooch off yours just a little. My motive is Stone Cold. And the I, the people that, <laughs> Vince, who would be like, you know what? I'll take your word. And so Vince going, let's take the fall for Hunter. Take the fall so we can try to elevate another guy. But it's Austin's ego and Austin going, I'm not, do- no job. So it's not the same because Austin means more. Do you think Vince was afraid of a Bret Hart situation? Like a what him leaving? More just him like, I'm not losing to anybody. Fuck you. Well, he didn't have the creative control in his contract, so it wouldn't have been quite like Bret. He didn't, but That's he, the thing. Had, he had Vince by the Oh, he had. Balls. No, no, he did. So I'm like, 
Because it's not quite the same scenario, but it's close. And he took advantage of it sometimes uh-huh. because let's let's be fair. Vince knew that's the reason I'm winning is him. Mm-hmm. You can talk all you want about Taker being a couple loyal company guy and the Rock getting hot. It's Austin. It's Austin. That's why. And he knew that. So he, much like I said about the heel turn, he didn't want to do it, but Austin wants to do it. Yeah. Uh. I also put it down to, it's not just like, I don't want to know Yob, you know. I also put it down to fear. Like, this is the second time in two years my body's breaking down on me completely. Yeah, the SummerSlam. <laughs> the Rock has already exploded. Yeah. Who knows if another one won't happen. He's catching you, sir. <laughs> Who knows if a second one won't explode. Mm-hmm. I can't trust my body to be here because... If I could be here, I'll be the number one dude. I'm still Austin. Yeah. But I can't trust my body. So I'm cautious about putting anyone else over. Yeah, my, it, my motive is just that. of the, uh, the, the What we've been talking about, how you have a chance to elevate a guy, and I get it. But sometimes you just have to take that shot because you are the hottest thing in wrestling for the past two years. I go back to uh, the man whose birthday it is today, Randy Macho Man Savage, who said, and I quote, it needs to be done in the middle of the ring with a one, two, three. That's how you do business. And he was talking about himself, too. He put over people when he needed to. Dallas Page. (laughs) Hogan, whether he wanted to or not. Mm -hmm. Point is... (laughs) He was a proponent of the shit gets done in the middle of the ring with the right people. You want to build person B, then person A needs to take the fall because that's how you get person B over. Not bringing person C in to pin person A when person B never got the chance. That doesn't do shit for person B. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, guys, WTF. I think we just went through it all. Yeah. I can't say any more than that. I mean, uh, I mean, my it's. Triple H not winning is what the fuck. Like, and not pinning what, Austin. What it, the fuck? So in, in, in all agreement, it's Triple H not winning, adding Mankind for Mankind to get the title. And you know what? It's been a long time since I've watched this, Sarah, the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And it really has changed, in my mind at least, the narrative for the next four Triple years H. of Triple H's career. You blame it, him. it really does. Dude, you forget about it. Dude, and all of a sudden, it's like, he you know, took, I don't blame he this took, son of a bitch. He took lessons um, placed upon him by Austin. It was like, all right. Yeah. So I'm about to uh, marry this chick over here. It gives me a fuck ton of stroke. I don't blame him at yeah, all. I so I was going to ask you this. Does that, does your, mm, you, what you think of him have changed? Because of what we're rewatching, yeah. Even though, even though we know what happens, even beyond what we're watching, that what he has gone through the past three years alone, past two weeks here. Yeah, the three years is one thing, but the last two weeks, uh, it's like I don't blame him for yeah. the crap that he does years later. Uh, keeping his spot, mm-hmm. I will say, I. Uh... I understand it. Two wrongs still don't make a right. Okay. Like Booker T should have won. Like he, oh, that, yeah, that's he repeats the same mistakes, and you would think somebody as knowledgeable about the business that everybody talks. I mean, they talk about how the history and everything. 
Oh, I think you would he, think he would learn from the mistakes and be better. Oh, I think he did learn. It's the be better part. I it's think the it's be it's the part. ego. It's the it's, well, he learned. He was like, I should be on top. Right. <laughs> like, uh, so I understand it more. I don't yeah. agree with it still. Yeah, no, I I mean I don't necessarily agree with it, but I can understand where it would come from. Yeah. and I'd probably do the same thing to be honest. I mean, in this circumstance, I a hundred percent would. Got to take care of yourself to make money, right? That's right, dude. So first, this brings an end to this week's episode of the pay-per-view war stories. We're, oh, we got like four weeks. We're until we got a month, while, right? We got a month. September. Unforgiven first? No, it's fall brawl. Fall brawl. Fall brawl. First? September fifteenth, fourteenth. So we're like about like three weeks away. Cool. Almost yeah, a month away. Me. I'm cool with that. <laughs> so we're a month away from fall brawl, and then I think the week after is Unforgiven. And uh, so yeah, looking forward to that war games, right, Corey? Every year, fall yeah, brawl. There's, there's no war games. Uh, so uh, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? That. Yeah, no, no war games. Uh, I think there's a week in between the shows. Okay, Ooh, uh, I would appreciate that. Think. Even better. I'll I take that. Think so. This so we got a month or month Ish. and a week from our next shows. Uh, coming up, we have the Monday Night War stories. The day after of this lovely pay per view, SummerSlam for Raw, and see what happens. For Nitro, we're in Las we're Vegas. In Vegas baby. We're finally in Vegas. It feels like it's been forever. Viva! We Las got Vegas. Sting versus Hulk Hogan. We got Kiss. We got Kiss. Uh, so, so we'll be talking about that soon. And then the midweek wall stories as it's the day debut, the, debut. the season premiere of SmackDown on channel. On channel. Find it. UPN. UPN. Youpin. And let's see how Thunder, let's see what type of show they put up that's been taped a week ago. Oh, don't forget Saturday night. And then we get Corey's that, review of oh, Saturday night. Holy shit. You're already two matches into that, right? Oh, I watched all of it today. All right. So. Can I just say that Saturday night may have out-Saturday nighted itself? Ooh. Ooh. Stay tuned. Awesome. And you can find all that at NoSellEntertainment.com, and you can find all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs>